0: Hello and welcome to episode 36 of the VC podcast. Like a hermit in a cave, we're on our own for this episode, but that won't stop Ed, Christian and myself talking the metaphors off a donkey for the, for about life, the, the universe, and finally decent sized VMDKs for the next half hour or so. Speaking of hermits, doesn't it just feel like we're the only people left in virtualization not at San Francisco at the moment?
1: Yeah, yeah pretty much. It's lonely up here.
0: Yeah, that there is. That you just get the whole sort of tumbleweed blowing through the rest of Twitter when everyone in the uh, VMworld was asleep. I
1: don't think anyone slept.
0: No, no, I think there were a few people that were pushing for that 24-7 party people uh, lifestyle. And yeah, for four days a year you can probably just about uh, stand to that level. But they'll be wasted afterwards, I thought. Yeah,
1: enduring during as well. <laughs>
0: Drunk at a conference? No, no, no that, that never happens. Never. No, 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 no. But it, you know, it's, it looks like it was a good conference. Um, I mean, first it's, you you know, huge. From from a technical point of view, um, was it you know, was it a ground-shattering, earth-breaking, face-melting, etc., cetera, etc. Ring um, reveal and announcement. I mean, there's still, you know, people talk about anything. If you, if Pat Gelsinger had held up a child's toy on the stage, there'd be blogs about it. So it doesn't really matter what. <laughs>
2: what, what kind of child's toy about. would you would you uh, would you guess he would hold up?
0: It would be a squeaky one.
2: Okay. Um,
0: but you know, pe- you know, pe- people will write Anything. Um, if, they're, if they're that g'd up and effectively, you know, you've just been you flown out to San Francisco. You've got particularly if you've come from Emir, you're going to be a bit jet lagged and tired and, and wired with some massive coffees and red bulls and five hour energy drinks and all of that shit um
2: and possibly um, cocaine if that's your thing
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I i don't believe i saw any shooting galleries um uh, or or areas for crystal meth in uh, in World. if so if they had it it would have been signposted properly though. Like, you know I, I've, like they had like you know labs Hang hang space, snorting lines.
1: The Scarface Uh, hang space. (laughs) Yeah, but if you have labs, why don't you have meth labs?
0: (laughs) Hands on meth labs. (laughs) (laughs) Only twenty-five
2: people blew themselves up this year.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It would make the dashboard a lot funnier. Um,
1: (laughs) Live live video feed as well, but. I've looked at a couple of the videos that Eric Sleuth made, and I'm not sure there is in the lab somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that guy was pretty wired in a, in a few of those videos. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, excellent.
0: I, I, shall I think I might run on. if I okay.
1: see him in Barcelona.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: let's link to that in these shows, if you can find them there, Christian. Oh, yeah, I, I've got them ready, no problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well, i have those in, in the show notes. But... Um, yeah, well, you know, was there what? What was big? So obviously, v Um It's a lot of noise about a minor release, um,
1: which but, I'm really, really happy about. I'm I'm so happy they didn't name it six.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think you'd have been a bit disappointed if it was six because it's kind of more of the same. And I think VMware would have been doing themselves sort of an injustice if they call it six. If you get if you're going to do a major release, make it major. Um, <laughs> But then
1: again, the changes in single sign on or, or, uh, single sign on alone warrants a new.
0: This is true, but if you're just going to fix things and make people's life happier, call it R two. I mean, that's what Microsoft have been doing for years. You know, you, you do the first the first big major, major change, and then you you fix it and make it all, all of the 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 bugs that aren't really bugs but grudges that people built up. Fix those in R two, but don't add anything massively new. Um, so you could almost call it five five point one R two. Um, but, you know, there, there are some new, new things. Um yeah, about the,
2: the caching, the VM caching?
0: I get confused because there seem to be about eight different ways that you can use solid-state disk to cache, whether you want to use any of the three different versions from VMware or whether you want to use a third-party or uh, product.
2: Yeah, it's 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 really crazy, but my understanding from 5.5 is there's, like, full machine caching to SSD and how much percentage... You can do the whole machine. It's it's based on percentage.
0: Yeah, and it won't. Um, I don't know if, how it sort of migrates that cache. Um, I think it. You know, part of your vMotion uh, compatibility rules uh, can state that you've got to have enough cache to be able to migrate um, free on the new host.
1: Yeah, or or migrate migrate them and suffer a performance loss. Yeah, so I'm not sure. I haven't really looked into that but what, what I meant by being happy that they didn't call it version 6 isn't so much the amount of new stuff and new features and, and everything I'm just thinking about myself I would have to start doing vcp6 then
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've got another year that's for... the
1: biggest, biggest thing for me call it 5 and I can keep my existing vcp and continue with, with my Vcaps without having to do another one
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I've got another year
0: yay yeah, I think sort of what's what's it been? It'll have been three years between releases. Yeah, which is a good between major releases that require a certification upgrade. Three um, three years is about the minimum safe sort of one. Well, any more than that, and people are going to start getting annoyed that they they're constantly just recertifying and not actually doing any work. Um,
1: yeah, I I, <laughs> I did an HP on yesterday, so but. That's completely unrelated to anything VMware, uh, To be honest, because the only virtualization question I got was, was about Hyper V, and I got that one wrong.
0: So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you should have talked to the, the Microsoft guys that were at VMWorld. Yeah, but I don't like custard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I think it was quite. You know, it was a little bit ballsy of Microsoft to do it. Um, I think they they changed yeah. their tack a little bit. So at previous VMworlds they have done guerrilla marketing and I think they've done it in a more fuddy sort of way. So they've they what did they they had that like seven whole seventies thing, didn't they? Like tad something and Yeah, that that one was tacky. The virtual machine, and that was a bit crap really. I mean, but let's say it wasn't but let's let's call it a spade a motherfucking shovel. It it, <laughs> it is what it is. Um and, you know, previous ones where they've oh, there was one in Vegas where they were giving out poker chips saying why are you gambling with your infrastructure or something like that. Again, I don't think it was a particularly good message. It seems that they've they've taken a slightly softer message of encouraging people to at least look at Hyper V and say look look, it's it's come a bit of a way. We've had a couple of releases, you know, we've done some R2ing. Um and we think it's worth at least, you know, you should have a look at it. If you don't like it, fine. Oh, and have some free ice cream, which for um, translation for our, our, you know, European listeners, uh, they were advertising it as free custard. And last time I got, someone gave me just custard. I think I was in school. People used to eat bowls of custard, which was kind of strange. Um, but it, the, it was frozen custard, uh, which is you know pretty much not So they had an ice cream truck there. Giving out free ice cream on a hot day. You can't really complain too much at that.
1: Um, but, I'm glad they didn't use Ted's van to do that. Virtual machine. That would have been pretty creepy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's free ice cream! Yay! <laughs> I'm sure there's a meme about that, but it involves involves Pedo Bear. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Guerrilla marketing uh, is is it a good thing? You know, is is it okay to turn up to a competitor's conference and uh, you know tell them about your product? Or should you should you pony up and actually like pay for a stand?
2: Mm, I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, a stand is always good to have, but then you you have to give money to your competitors, which most of them don't want to do. Mm. I mean, I remember some years ago in Copenhagen, coming out to the to the metro and seeing big ass Citric signs hanging. They, hanging they were everywhere. Yeah, everywhere.
0: That wasn't. No, look- oh, no, it was. It was Barcelona last year, where I think Citrix Synergy was the following um, week.
1: Yeah, it was. It isn't this year though because they cancelled Europe.
0: All oh, right. So Cit- <laughs> Citrix has just gone. Screw you, Emir. We're uh- yeah. fair enough. That's, that seems a bit harsh. Um-
1: <laughs> I, don't, I I don't know why they did it. But they they have uh, cancelled their European conference at least. So I don't know. Uh, speaking of European conferences, I'm going to Barcelona! Yay!
0: Fantastic! Yeah. But so it, it's it's uh, I believe it's going to be Ed's turn to be a, um, a potato. No, we need something yeah, else.
2: Yeah, potatoes. I I need something different. I got to
1: yeah. think. Yeah, we you were about to it. say potatoes suck, <laughs> <laughs> which i It, it is in Spain, so possibly an good. onion.
0: <laughs> well, a really really big ass Spanish onion. <laughs>
2: Or uh, huh, an onion, I don't know, I mean, something, something maybe more
1: nefarious. <laughs> yeah, Ed doesn't have that many layers. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Parfait. Fruit. <worked. laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to Europe. Um, I'm guessing they're not going to really say anything new between in the next couple of months. Um whether they'll just firm up. So there were, there were some, some initial rumours, um, changes on the horizon, uh, if you'll excuse the pun, um, of you know what might be happening with Cloud Director, whether those rumours will become more substantiated. Yeah. Um, Actually,
1: it would be interesting to see what they come up with. But with regards to uh, vCloud Director and that stuff, that, that's really interesting because by the looks of it, um, I haven't been given any, been privy to any information about this uh, until today, but it seems like VMware is uh, kind of splitting it in two and putting half of it into vCloud Automation Center and the other half into uh, to vSphere down the line, and vCloud Director as a, uh, a product might just disappear. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, if much of it fit directly into vCenter itself, the functionality mm-hmm. I mean, That would be, I think, that would be the direct, uh, the correct path for VMware to be taking.
0: Yeah, I I can see it being a a good idea, but there are things that sort of concern me. I mean, one of the things that Cloud Director is very good is that it shields underlying vCenter APIs from the rest of the world, Um, so that you know what's if if you have got a um, if you're a hosting provider and you've got a portal. you know you can you're only exposing the cloud director API and you're only exposing the cloud director front ends um, there is no way that anyone can attack your vcenter from that um, again attacking is from the the nefarious point of view but also from the <laughs> any, no one can write any tools which interact with the underlying vcenter layer yeah. for example backups Um, because it is abstracted by that cloud director layer. Now, if they roll that into vCenter, does that mean that people are going to be... Are they going to create vCenter Edge and almost have a a vCenter front end that is a separate that also provides that abstraction? Or are they going to roll it in, which is great for integration, but potentially a living, waking nightmare for security people? I'm...
1: I'm Fairly sure that uh, things like uh, multi-tenancy management and that stuff would be pushed into uh, vCloud Automation Center. To be honest, and I think in kind of the the virtual data center part of vCloud Director might be the bits pushed down in a way into vCenter. I don't know.
0: Okay, so they, they
1: haven't really been. There hasn't really been that much information coming out about this. It's just. Something that's been said that it's that's the direction they're going with it.
0: Okay, so it's, it's more of a conceptual shift rather than anything that's you know, there's obviously nothing that's going to be sort of fully released tomorrow. No, um,
1: you never know come October.
0: Yeah, you know, it could be software defined strategy.
1: Um. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how, how that plays out, both with regards to. Feature uh, compatibility and which product or which feature set ends up where. Uh, it'll be interesting to look at it from a licensing perspective. Um, what about everyone who, all the, everyone who has licenses for this uh, for vCloud Director anyway? Well, I was going to say they they're yet? pushing
0: everyone to suite licensing anyway.
1: Yeah, but not every, everyone doesn't have that yet. True. Um, but I, I, I guess in a way. Uh, what VMware is officially saying here is, we had vCloud Director, which isn't quite as good as the basis we have with uh, with uh, the Automation Center, which is based on Dynamic Ops, a, a, a company they they bought. So, in a sense, they're saying that screw, screw that stuff we made. We we have something better now.
0: Yeah, and you know that's not necessarily a bad idea. Think.
1: No, no, not at all. But that that's also something that kind of brings me to the to the uh, the next point. I, I one of the things I kind of noticed while following VMworld uh through uh, the communities and, and Twitter and blogs and whatever is it seems we all get the uh, software defined data center message, that's marketing, that's it's it's a concept, okay.
0: Fair enough. Yeah, I've I've seen the new. It appears to be like a, there's a new Visio uh, block that I, I've seen used as taglines on many a blog post at the moment. This sort of thing that looks like a goldfish tank that's got some vSphere in it, and it's got like a, a icon for some storage and a, and a network card and stuff.
1: So they should rename it to vTwo then.
0: <laughs> it, it should. It, it appears to be kind of a data center scene.
1: Yeah, I, I'm sure we could work out a deal if someone someone wants to buy the name from us. Just saying. <laughs> But uh, but th- w- w- what I'm, I'm thinking is that uh, with all these add-ons, we have uh, the uh, the MSX networking stuff. Yeah, we get the automation stuff uh, with both with uh, the Puppet integration and all of that. We get the OpenStack kind of support in, in there somehow, and we and we also get the uh, kind of the new uh, vCloud Director in a way. Or the automated... automated oh, that's hard to say. Automation center. There we go. Um, which kind of leads me to think that if you want to expand within the the, uh, the kind of the VMware ecosystem, uh, moving beyond installing and configuring the basis of uh, this the hypervisor and provisioning the storage and that kind of thing, you end up having to... In a way, make a choice of which direction do you want to go in. Do you want to do automation, or do you want to do network? And that's kind of the uh, the two main pillars uh, in as as far as I can see, with where you kind of have to choose a way of which area you want to specialize in. Yep, that's that's interesting. I think that will be really interesting for a lot of uh, guys who are at the moment administering v clusters
0: yeah the people that were happy you know happy running their you know three four hundred VMs mid-sized cluster must be looking at it and going what the hell am I supposed to be doing yeah um, it, it you know we, we had this sort of conversation when we had uh, the, the master the puppet master of automation really uh, Nick Weaver um, trying to See, you know what? What can the Commodore Garden VSphere admin do? Um, should they sit and wait idly whilst their environment gets migrated to uh, Amazon, or should they take it, you know, a different approach um, and end up going to work for a cloud provider? Um, I suppose it would be the long-term one. As an aside to a uh, previous show, I have finally finished reading the. I actually read it in in a single session. The, the Phoenix Project um and it was a great book so uh gs's uh, recommendation was a thoroughly solid one uh, i
2: actually read it on my way uh to and from uh vietnam as well
1: oh yeah, so i'm the odd one out again yeah um, <laughs> and
2: yeah i did like it at some points maybe they 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 novelized it a little too much but yeah uh, there
0: were some somewhat extreme bits in it yeah
2: um, like the guy crying about stuff okay <laughs> But
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, there, there were there were some dramatization may have been used. Yeah. Uh, um, but you know, I I thought it actually had to a a previously self-confessed DevOps, DevOps skeptic. Um, it made some sense, uh, and I'm I'm quite happy to admit where I was possibly a bit wrong, maybe a bit over skeptical. Um, I can see in that particular circumstance it would be a great thing. Um, I'm still confused as to why the customer was writing everything from scratch, but that's a completely different story.
1: <laughs> yeah, interesting about uh, Nick uh, and the puppet stuff he's doing is, I again, I wasn't there. I have all my knowledge of this is secondhand. Um, but this project zombie thing that he's been doing. Uh, with a Puppet and automation uh, where he can basically provision just about anything in a matter of no time at all, uh, with uh, in, in, in kind of in cooperation with the vCloud hybrid cloud services, which yeah. by the looks of it looks really interesting. And the thing is, I think, as far as I could tell, that the connector uh, that his team has been creating with regards to uh, connecting to the, to the hybrid services with Puppet is going actually to be open source, which by the is, is it that is the
0: first... down to the just Nick being a, a nice guy, or is that down to the fact that they they're using GPL licensed libraries and, as, as I understand it, the, the GPL sort of license is very. Um,
1: the GPL license is a virus.
0: Yeah, anything it touches has to be open source by default. Yeah, you it's, can't use that It's those viral
1: virus. by nature, but I'm not sure if that's the reason, or if it's the other way around. But re- remember that Nick actually managed to get EMC to create some open source stuff when he was there as well.
0: Um, yeah, it's pretty much like asking the Khmer Rouge to open a nursery.
2: Uh, <laughs> A nineteen seventy nine Cambodia joke. <laughs> yeah. That's a new one. That's bang a new on one.
0: topic for that one. See, <laughs> see, here here at VC we like to keep things fresh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could have talked about Miley Cyrus, but you know, I could have talked about Syria, but no I actually cho- chose to use a slightly different despotic regime. Um,
2: but um, yeah, the open source thing I believe was Razor. Right? Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. yeah
0: That's it. Yeah. And uh, Project Zombie, I think, draws on bits of Razor.
1: It probably does. But the thing is, VMware hasn't really released any open source stuff before. EMC hasn't really done that either. And the the kind of common denominator here is is Nick. So he, he's doing something.
0: He's he, he's crusade he's crusading for open source.
1: Yeah and uh, and it's doing it in in uh, in huge organizations who are hard to turn. So hmm. for some reason he has the pull uh, to do that. And I, I after talking to him I can I can understand why. The guy never stops.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> but well, I suppose the 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 concept being as if they're going to release projects on me as a toolkit that Joe's service provider has decided that he wants to be enable customers to be part of VMware Hybrid Cloud, buys a bunch of vSphere licenses, runs this toolkit on top of it, can he then offer himself as an endpoint for VMware Hybrid Cloud? Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. And it, Okay, so not necessarily public hybrid, which is kind of what the official hybrid cloud service is, but if that cloud service has the facility to have sort of private hybrid, so... Um, yeah. To Colo Cloud, so you might well have um, like a, a you know a boutique cloud. So uh, the example being the the stock exchange one, or if you have a, a cooperative a cooperative cloud, I rather like that term. Um, that you know a bunch of banks or a bunch of like minded businesses decide to pull right. We're going to have this big data center here. It'll be great because we can then have low latency connections between each other for trading and all sorts of good stuff. Um, and we can move our applications from our, our own data centers into that cloud and out of it using this connector. Yeah,
2: and I believe the official uh, the official for that is instead of co-op, is, uh, is community cloud. Community cloud. Yeah, that's the official. Uh, yeah, call. co-op.
0: Communist. That's, uh, that kind yeah, that's of sounds, sounds a bit hippie-ish to me, though. <laughs> it's like a cloud kibbutz.
2: Yeah, like, hey, welcome to the co-op. We have some
1: VMs here. <laughs> oh, I <got> it, pal. <laughs> you
0: take your peyote on the way out. <laughs> yeah,
1: but that's, that kind of fits the open source profile, I guess. Yeah, in a way, but it's 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 interesting. I saw some some details re- with regards to uh, required bandwidth for uh, V motion, long long range V motions as well, which I think was about two hundred fifty megabytes uh, a second, uh, a pipe speed per. Concurrent V motion.
0: That's a fair for a WAN. That's a big old pipe. Oh yeah, but it's it, less than the than the original, gig. Yeah, but it's still a big old pipe.
1: It is, but the thing is, if you can automate that stuff, and uh, now Beaker, uh, Christopher Hoff will probably kill me if he ever meets me. But you can do
0: cloud bursting. Yay! Another buzzword. <laughs> We really need to need to get uh, Beaker on the show. Uh, yeah. It would be, I, I I think one of those those life-defining moments. <laughs>
1: I'm pretty sure it would be. Uh, but the, but the, you, you could actually then automate the uh, kind of uh, movement of your VMs out to a hybrid cloud solution if required by uh, performance issues or evacuating this the uh, the data center or whatever. It's, uh, it's an interesting
0: concept. Yes. Yeah, something that is designed to be not just a once over failover like SRM, but that is a bit more potentially fluid, but you yeah, know, that's still for pla- a planned outage. Even, uh,
2: even cooler would being it would be able to do like automated tiering. Like, hey, yeah. this VM isn't doing any IO or any CPU. Do, would you like us
1: to move it out to the to the public <laughs> this vm isn't doing anything do you want to use a lot of bandwidth and i o to move it <laughs> no <laughs> that would be counterproductive okay
0: <laughs> yeah, i suppose it depends on which is cheapest actually is you your on your on-premise is cheaper because you can decide to run it on you can have like your real economy class tier which, like, runs off USB disks or something. Uh, <laughs> right up to your, your premier tier within your data center, and then the tier with the low latency because it's in that um, community cloud, uh, which could be the most expensive. It could be the cheapest. I suppose it depends on whether that community cloud is there for because of its premium networking reasons.
1: Or uh, the quality of the priority
0: Oh, because they've just got some really good shit. But once,
1: but once you do move it, though,
2: then then if it is really low I/O, then you'll pay. Then it might be. It might make sense somehow.
0: Yeah, is it cheaper to have a dormant machine on premise or off premise?
2: I mean, I would guess for for me, uh, it all depends on the. Well, if you're paying usage. Yeah, it depends. But then it's still there's no like really standard in how much you pay for usage in among the different big cloud vendors like Amazon or like RackSpace or whatever. Yeah. So it's very difficult to say, and your contract might change all the time.
0: Yeah, there's no default unit of compute. Really, um, everyone seems to define it. Um, actually, yeah, I wonder if, what you do how would you define a- it? sort of so a unit that comprises some storage some um, some memory and um, some a little bit of processor I don't know the the amount of compute that it takes to count the number of words in the Encyclopedia Britannica or something like that if you had that single benchmark small unit so you know but something that's quite a tangible people can sort of understand right that is how much compute I need to do that um and so that's, that's how much you're gonna get charged on, you know, to, to translate it word by word into Icelandic. Um it's gonna you because you've got the storage to hold hold that much text and the map the RAM and so on and stuff. Um if you could call it I don't know, come up devise suitably glib name for it. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh
1: you have a unit of a wordle, that's worth that much.
0: Exactly, and uh, but then you could, you could, you would charge, you know, five cents per.
1: For a waffle, for <laughs> <That was awesome. laughs> a
0: waffle. Uh, I'm sure there's other things called waffle, aren't there?
1: Yeah. Well,
2: that's why stuff like cloud standards customer council exists.
0: Okay, so the people, for
2: instance, like yeah, people are getting together and uh, and trying to make all this stuff standard.
0: Yeah, I guess, I mean, you've also got standard APIs, which is a much a much bigger question, I guess.
2: Yeah, but but the thing is, is will this ever standardize? Because you're dealing with giant corporations that are basically going to do whatever they want in the end and still make money. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: Or is it going to end up being a standard like Bluetooth, which is standard-ish? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, yeah, there's Bluetooth and then there's Bluetooth. I mean... I remember going back years ago when it was a relatively new standard, um, trying to get a Nokia headset to talk to any other phone apart from a Nokia, even though they were both Bluetooth, did not work. Um,
1: Which is pretty much where we are at the moment. Though.
0: Exactly, they still haven't quite got it right, but Wi-Fi was even worse, I think, at one point. Yeah,
1: Yeah. everyone <laughs> had their own standard.
0: Uh, trying. To, trying to, I mean, nowadays, and this, this makes me feel terribly old, because this is only really going back about six or seven years when I used to hate wireless. I used to hate wireless with a passion that you could only imagine because customers would think, Oh, wireless brilliant. We don't need to run any network cables and would have bought like one wireless access point that was about the size of a cigarette packet and expect it to cover an entire three store story office. Yeah. And then would be quite annoyed when it didn't. And you had to explain about, um, signal and stuff. And, and it was much easier to say look just plug a cable into it and it, you know what when a cable's plugged in it's definitely connected whereas a wireless one it will be connected until someone turns the microwave in the kitchen on and then it will be disconnected and that's there's nothing you can do about it um, um so but yeah wireless technology has developed so do you think we're are, are we at the sort of this unstable you know your cloud being affected by the microwave in the kitchen Uh, stage (laughs) but soon there will you know there will be this i suppose is openstack is trying is trying to do that that you know openstack can be anything it's just the the orchestration layer um although it appears the majority of openstack customers use ESX. um certainly those that are paying for it through the cloud stack type thing um I don't, I'd be interested to know the number of production deployments of OpenStack that customers are paying to use. So let's ignore all of the lab stuff and people having a mess about with it, that, that customers are paying to use. How much of that is using VMware and how much is that not using VMware? Um, and I think uh, you know, VMware, are probably quite. that's why they're quite happy about OpenStack, because guess what? It probably sells a truckload of ESX licenses.
2: Well, I believe that. Um, well, especially Rackspace is selling their Rackspace uh, cloud type of, in a box type of thing, which features OpenStack. Okay. I, I really believe they're using Xen or KVM. Yeah. As an underlying hypervisor.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: Just because it's it's no no frills, no licenses.
0: True. Well, I did see somewhere that Rackspace are actually looking to offer their own alternate to hybrid cloud. So they're doing, was it a cloud director one? I read it somewhere. It might have been, might have been on the register. Um, so, you know, may, may not be true. Uh, but it, it seems that they're having to sort of coordinate, even though they don't really want to. Uh,
1: yeah, but as soon as everything has an API, all our problems are gone. We can go home and have a gin and tonics and relax. <laughs> is that
0: true? Is, is API the stage before the question marks and then before the profit? So it's create API, do yeah. something, and then profit. Yeah.
1: Seems right. I think there are three question marks there, basically. <laughs> <laughs> something, something, API, something, something, profit. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. That's, a, that's a, probably enough to get some venture capital somewhere.
0: Yeah, particularly if you do a really good PowerPoint slide. Yeah,
2: yeah. Hey, that was a cool noise. What was that? So that was an email coming in.
0: Okay. <laughs> <Just> really <laughs> old-fashioned uh, software I've got called Outlook. It um, yeah, just tells me there's an email. That it's sounds
2: like Outlook 97. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was 2010. Okay. <laughs> um. I must be one of the few people that just still still uses normal outlet. I don't, I don't have anything anything flashy. Um. Ooh!
2: And you send a mail, or you have gas.
1: <laughs> Your pick. I'm not gonna tell.
0: That sound like someone's trousers tearing slightly.
1: <laughs> Let me tell you what. It wasn't slightly. <laughs>
0: That's just a rip in the fabric of Ema. That um, would
2: be your trousers tearing and then flying into space. <laughs> that would be that sound, not uh, just tearing. That's just me
1: preparing to be a halo polisher. <laughs>
0: <sighs> yeah, I was going to say, space and, and, and halos. It, I, I read a new term, and again, perhaps it's because I'm slowly sort of dragging good. dragging my head out of the, uh, the deep technical world and Whether that's a good or a bad thing or not, I'll I'll let you decide. But I'm coming across terms that that marketing people use. Um, And and one of them I discovered today was Halo marketing. Now, initially, I thought this was a way to sell more Xbox games. Um, But it turns out that it's not. It's the the practice of developing such a strong brand that people would much rather buy uh, a low-end product from brand A uh, than, comparing, than having a product from brand B that was probably better and cheaper um, because they prefer the, the shiny halo that is around brand A. Uh, the classic example of this from, from uh, cars would be people who bought a Porsche 924 uh, because they couldn't afford a proper Porsche but they wanted to have a Porsche, whereas they probably could have bought a much better, cheaper car. Um, yeah, it's <coughs> they a Porsche cheaper. Yeah, it didn't have a Porsche badge on it. Um, and, you know, I suppose it got me thinking to how does that apply to to what we do today? I mean, are there people who, if they want storage, they want EMC so badly that they would rather take a bottom-of-the-range, poverty-spec VMXE over a mid-market com- uh, competitors' product uh, just because it says EMC? Um I suppose, originally, does that go back to the whole nobody got fired for buying IBM, even if they bought one of the rubbish ones?
1: <laughs> yes, yeah. it's, it's the same thing. We, we, we all do it, in a way, in, a, in, in some sense or other. If there is a brand of anything that you know you like, you're, prob- you're more likely to buy that than a competitor's product, even if it's cheaper or... In a sense better. Yeah. Because you know what you're getting. And that bias may may and may, may not be right. But it's there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, we've just had possibly the, the biggest halo marketing event of the year for those in the virtualization space. Um are yeah. uh, going in, in San Francisco. So so not not so much geek whisperers as, as halo polishers. Um, and you know what it's it's not a bad thing um developing a, a strong brand there, there are trickle there are great trickle down effects for everyone and also
2: uh, from a customer side on that usually when a customer gets into a relationship with a vendor especially a big storage vendor or something like that they get some kind of specialized pricing now when they start buying multiple vendors then it gets more painful to do that than it would be to just stick with one vendor.
0: Yeah, I guess it's it's a little bit like when you... Um, if you're booking hotels, you know, the hotel loyalty point system, um, except that storage vendors don't give you a little card thing that you can swipe.
2: Um, they would. The, I'm sure they would if it was more commercialized.
0: <laughs> true. <laughs> but you know, like, like your Hilton points and, you know, it encourages everyone to try and stay at Hilton. I used to work with someone that basically would only visit places that were near a Hilton hotel because he wanted his Hilton points.
2: Maybe he was actually obsessive-compulsive
0: disorder. It's entirely possible that. But, yeah. no um, but then again, I, I thought about you know, something that, that I do is I um, rather than collecting points from a specific brand, um, I use a, a search engine to find my hotels that I book, and I, I get points from that search engine. So I still get discounts and things. Do you like
2: Bitcoin yeah, from the search engine?
0: or Yeah, not, not quite Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of, you know, I, I get free nights and things, and all the same nice things that you get by having other hotel loyalty plans, except that I can use a much wider range of hotels. Um, and in that respect, is that, is that just like building up a much closer relationship with a reseller? Rather than a vendor directly, and do people build? Do people have those relationships with resellers, or do they have them directly with vendors?
1: They have them with, with consultants like me. I mean, my, my my clients come to me and ask me, "What should I do?" and I tell them, and they they pretty much do it. So that's, kind yeah, of, that's
0: the whole sort of trusted advisor thing, um, yeah. which is from a a vendor and reseller's point of view, the that's the end state. You want to, you want to be that trusted advisor to a customer. Yeah. Um, And for them to, not so much hang on your word, because that would seem a little bit, sort of sycophantic.
1: No, but what they're doing is, they're actually replacing their kind of uh, vendor, or uh, product bias with mine, in a way.
0: So is that just swapping one halo for another?
1: Yeah. Pretty much. Just, Toss the halo around and see where it fits.
0: <laughs> we, we all have our, not so much crosses to bear, but halos. Yeah.
1: It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it, you know.
0: <laughs> Very true.
1: So, thanks again for listening to vSoup36. Uh,
2: as usual, you can uh, catch us on iTunes, Stitcher, or vSoup.net. Uh, I got tripped up in the center there because I almost wanted to tell a guest thank you for being on. But yeah, no problem.
0: No problem. Uh, we'll, we'll be Christian, back soon with
2: guests. Christian, Chris, Ed, thanks for being on tonight's V-Soup. Uh, we appreciate it.
0: Very happy to be here. Every
2: time. <laughs>